The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study and this is By the Numbers and I'm joined by my co-host, of course, is Dan Reese, as always. Dan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. That was a pretty crazy, uh, stressful win last week, huh? Yeah, sure was. I mean, I had me screaming at the TV set the way the defense was playing in that second half and, uh, and frankly, the way the offense is playing on third down. So just a, just a striking, strikingly awful performance that saved from the jaws of defeat by Justin Tucker. Exactly. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's get started here. We'll do these these numbers. Forty two is my first. That's the number of consecutive games the Ravens had a hundred plus rushing yards during the regular season. They actually failed in the postseason against the Chargers in two thousand eighteen, but in the regular season, it's forty two in a row. That's one short of the NFL record of forty three for the seventy four to seventy seven Steelers. Their last game below one hundred yards was 11-4, 2018, when Joe Flacco had his last start as a Raven. From Lamar's first start to the present, they've been over 100 yards every game, even though RG3 started a couple of those games 
um, as we know. Uh, 203 yards per game since Lamar Jackson took over the starting job. Per 16 games, that's an average of 3,248 yards. When Lamar came into the league, the record for a 16-game season was 3196. I'll just remind you, the Ravens did break that by a fair amount, but uh, it would have been a record uh, as it was. Uh, One thing that I don't think people understand is that it really takes an efficient defense along with an efficient offense to put up really big rushing numbers. You have to be holding the other team uh, down. You have to be a dominating snap count and, and able to maintain long drives, not having the other team burn clock from you. Uh, for your opportunities. I felt specifically that way when when um, Jamal rushed for 295 is that it was a great defensive effort for the Ravens and that really helped him get there. Yeah, you know, that's just, those stats are just unbelievable. You know, that the streak is pretty wild. The, you know, yards per game, you know, it's not just over 100, 200. That's, that's pretty crazy. And then, um, you know, like you said, it's, it's spot on. You know, they need the good defense to keep them close and, uh, know allow them to not just have to switch into full uh you know deep shot mode so um you know it's it's been a a great great streak and uh we'll talk later on in one of my points uh whether whether this week might be a challenge for it so Mm -hmm. all right my uh my first number is negative 7.65. That's the expected points lost on the 11 late downs, which is third and fourth down in week three. Uh, so just thinking about that, 11 downs lost over seven expected points. And that even includes a touchdown on third down, which was just over four positive EPA points. And a fourth and 19 completion, which was over two uh, EPA. So that means on the other nine plays, the average EPA was negative 1.56. Losing one and a half points every third down. That's just insane. Uh, They've had negative EPA on late downs in all all three weeks so far this year. Last year, only four games in all of 2020 uh, did the Ravens have negative downs. So they've already had three this year compared to four last year. It's just third downs is is been a struggle for them for sure. Yeah, that's that is truly awful. And you know, obviously, you know, other ways to state a similar thing that they were one for ten on third down. And I, immediately the question comes to mind is is negative a point and a half a pretty typical amount that you lose on a failed third down conversion so i i I really don't know but i know you've done a lot of study in this area on various things with rushing and whatnot yeah that's a great question you know i think that that is you know if if you were to just yeah Yeah. yes it seems reasonable you know that if you were to do it every single time it would probably be about that you know it would vary depending on the where in the field but uh Mm -hmm. you know i think um a, a lot of them a lot of the downs were long distance, so it was a little bit built, built in already that there was a high likelihood of failing. So that's, you know, it could be even um, a higher loss if they were surprising fails on third down versus these are kind of long distance likely fails. So. And I, I, I don't know how you how you really think about football as it's going on, but I, I kind of think of it. I know you're an actuary, too, so it's, we have some similar thought processes here that, uh, you know, you're, you are losing expectation or gaining expectation kind of with every play. And, you know, a missed third down is about half as bad as a missed chip shot field goal. 
is what this is telling you here. Guy, you lose three points. And I presume, you know, field position would have something to do with it because you really have to leave the other team at the 20-yard line to have them be in a neutral point situation. At least that used to be the way it, it, it was when the hidden game of football was written. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. It, it's it's not quite like that that with the expected EPA. I, I don't know where the, I forget where the break point is, but mm-hmm. um, you actually have, n- you know, negative uh, points and it's not, it's not on the 20, but, but yeah, it is basically, you know, missing a, a, a gimme field goal, uh, half, of, you know, half of missing a gimme field goal. It's pretty, pretty crazy on, on just, uh, you know, one, one third down. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. It's my turn, right? Yep. Uh, 19.3 is my next yard air yards per attempt for Lamar Jackson in week three. That is the highest single game since they've been keeping records, which is since the beginning of 2016. Uh, so six seasons worth, and they and they've never had anybody close to that. There are a lot of other numbers for Lamar, and I let you fill the other fill them in on on this with this one. But uh, function of a crowded box uh, and Detroit missing their top corners in part. Uh, the Ravens faced a very vanilla pass rush, which they frankly should have been better at. We're going to have some other numbers that'll that'll get to that. Um, but the lack of catches in this game really made it a game and it's unfortunate, but this could have been a game where the Ravens had, uh, you know, a more comfortable lead, a m- little more pad that, that the, you know, we might even seen the lions fold up earlier in this game and, and maybe not get shut out, but come pretty close in that second half. Yeah, the, his air yard stats are just uh, they're just wild, especially for some, for Lamar Jackson, who gets you know so much criticism about his ability to throw and throw outside and, and all sorts of things. Um, you know, nineteen point three that's that's crazy, and just it's not even just this one game. Uh, mm-hmm. He had twelve point three throughout the year, and that you know that's the highest um, so far. Who's the so, next highest? Uh, Josh Allen. It said uh, it was nine point seven, so not even close. So that's uh, you know, it's it, it's amazing. And like you were saying, it wouldn't have been close. You know, there were the drop passes, there were the hard catches by Hollywood, there was the turnaround to Andrews. There was just a, Watkins not yeah. tracking the ball over his shoulder. So yeah, much there of that. Were, yeah. There were a lot of plays, and it was it wasn't just the deep shots. You know, where it was. 20 yards beyond Hollywood or something like that, where we've seen before. Mm-hmm. These were good throws, you know, good routes. It was just, uh, just couldn't quite connect. So, all right. My next one is uh, 58.3%. Unfortunately, going back to uh, negative third downs here and 58, three, 58.3% is the negative, uh, the percentage of third downs, uh, pass plays that resulted in negative plays. So negative plays include a sack, an interception, or an incompletion. Uh, uh, so <laughs> 58% of the time, they either get a sack, an interception, or an incompletion on third down. 21% of the time, they're getting a sack, which is second highest. 12.5%, he's thrown an interception, which is the highest. Uh, only behind the Jets, which is sixty-seven point seven percent, which is ridiculous. So, and most uh, of the Jets must be incompletes because they're not not they're not at the top of the of either of those they're, stats. They're not as many uh, interceptions for sure. They have a significantly fewer interceptions. So, um, but uh, you know, hopefully it'll balance out and and we'll get some you know fewer interceptions and, and the O-line can improve, but uh, 58.3 is not sustainable. Um, last year, for, for reference, uh, the Ravens, it was 38.6%, so not even close. So, 
Yeah, I, mean, I would I would look at that number and, and, and look at it very much like you would, that that's not a sustainable level. It's not a stable level. It's gotten there by a weird result to this point. It's It wouldn't be something to be saying. If, if, if that continued for an extended period, Jackson could get hurt. That would be that would be a possibility, or 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 probably even a more likely possibility is he could get yanked, or or uh, I don't think he'd be benched right away, not for this team, not this year, but but he's uh, he he would not be doing well if he did that for a whole season, certainly in terms of any contract negotiations. His contract would be in jeopardy. We'll yeah. we'll say that. So yeah. All right, nine point two percent is my next number, and that's the sacks as a percentage of pass plays for the Ravens. And, and Dan's already brought up a worse sack rate than that on third down, um, and third down sack rates are a little bit higher. But my problem with it is not that the sack rate is so high because I think Lamar will exchange more time to throw for an occasional sack. My problem is that um, it's much too high given the simple pass rushes they've faced. So they've they've basically Lamar has faced these cover three plays a very high percentage of downs, much higher percentage than other quarterbacks do. Um, and the, the, the opponent really has to decide between a spy, an extra zone player, a robber, you know, they have one extra guy they could decide what to do with and they can rush five. They can try and have four on the first level of a, of a, of a cover three deep zone. Um, you know, they have to, they have to decide between very limited resources and what they do. And most teams have just been deciding rush a plain vanilla four zero against the Ravens and the offensive line has just done a crappy job of picking it up a 9.2 sack percent sack rate when all you're facing is four man pressure is unacceptable turn that around if the Ravens could could sack the quarterback 9.2 percent of the time and they only rushed four we'd be jumping out of our seats every play to watch defense I mean that's basically what the 2006 team did was was sack the quarterback that often uh, with a four man rush so very frustrating obviously and uh, the current set of tackles are going to need to get a lot of help from chip and set blocks to keep these Broncos uh, uh, held in check. I mean, obviously the Broncos have uh, Von Miller who all by himself uh, can make your tackle pretty irrelevant. And I hope that, that, that the Ravens are, are willing to do whatever is necessary to get him stopped. Yeah, they went away, went away from that a little last week. And uh, you know, I just, I'm not really sure why um, I think that hopefully they recognize that they need it and uh, we'll come back to it uh, this week. So, um, my next set of uh, numbers is 83% and 0.47. Uh, 83% of Lamar's passes on Sunday were out were to the outside as deemed by NFL faster. You know, this is basically left, center, right. Uh, I'm not sure if it's officially by the hashes or but not. It doesn't but use the numbers in the hashes. I was thinking about yeah. it before the show. It can't. It's not a GPS. It's whatever, whoever wrote down. It's, you know, just when you're reading a box score, whoever wrote down where the pass was went went to, left, center, or, or right. So Yeah, what, what I mean is that, well, I would divide the field up into five because I have outside the numbers. Oh, but yeah. We often talk about Lamar's outside the numbers being done, but it's not that, it's not, these aren't outside the numbers, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, this is so, so probably hashes. So 83% of his passes were to the outside, and these passes resulted in an average EPA of 0.47. Uh, and that's compared to about 60% of his passes last year. And they went for an EPA of 0.15. So a lot higher, in, a lot higher percentage of passes going to the outside and for a lot higher uh, completion and, uh, you know, overall EPA. So, you know, that's great to see his improvement in that. I think, uh, you know, that's an area where a lot of defenses are willing to give Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to crowd the middle of the field for, 
run defense and also just, you know, Mark Andrews and things like that. Uh, so, you know, if he can continue to throw well outside, that's going to be huge going down uh, through the rest of the season. So, yeah, I agree completely. It's uh, kind of fits into the next stat I have, which is 3.88. That's the average seconds to throw for Lamar Jackson against the Lions. Now, it's true, 4-0 pass rush they were bringing, but they got tons of pressure. A lot of it was bump pressure by Villanueva. It means they bowled Villanueva and they bumped Jackson to get him moved from his spot. Jackson is very adept at that. He doesn't get frustrated. If this were Baker Mayfield, he'd be, he'd be throwing the ball off one back foot. Or Jared Goff, you know, as another guy who gets really bothered by pressure, he'd be throwing a fadeaway jumper to, to get rid of the football. Well, Jackson is very focused down the field and he, and he still always has that moxie to think he can make a play with his legs or his arm, uh, you know, from the pocket when he gets bumped, it's really kind of perfect for playing with the lousy tackles the Ravens have right now that, that he can accept back, not, not just front side pressure. Cause a lot of quarterbacks know how to evade that, but, but blind side pressure where he feels a bump on his back and knows he has to move from that. So uh, he's been impressive uh, in that regard, uh, taking a little more sack runs. If you look at the fourth and 29 to Prochet was a good example of really uh, extending a play and then making something happen. I think Prochet increased his stock a lot with that catch as being a guy who, who really came back hard for that football and still had a lot of yardage on it. So uh, very positive about that. Uh, but I guess the biggest takeaway for me on that number is that the team is going to live and die with Lamar this year. And I guess that would always be true in terms of being the most important player on offense. But I think in terms of his individual contributions this year, as opposed to how much he improves the other 10 players around him. Yeah. You know, I definitely agree with that. And I hope he doesn't try, you know, overextend himself because I think that's a lot of what we saw happen in the playoff losses. You know, Mm -hmm. he tries too hard and then uh, gets himself in trouble, but I completely agree with you. I think the watching him do a little tiny sidestep and have a rusher go right by is one of the the coolest things. You know, he just is like a, you know, a bullfighter just nonchalantly stepping by and having the rusher run right by him. It's just such a cool thing to watch. Um, My next stat is 222. This is looking ahead to Denver. This is the 222 yards per game allowed in the first three weeks by Denver's defense. That's the second lowest in the league, just behind Carolina. Uh, Baltimore, for comparison, is allowing 394, so not very close. (laughs) Uh, It's 177 passing and 45 rushing uh, per game. So this is what I was referring to earlier. You know, that 100-yard rushing streak is really going to be tested this week with a team that's that's only allowing 45 rushing yards. Admittedly, they have played the Giants, Jags, <laughs> and the Jets, which, you know, does help all your all your stats, but it's still pretty impressive. They've only allowed 26 total points so far this year and only 3 red zone trips. The context is really important, Dan, and, and you're an actuary, so I want you to just give me a uh, an o- first of all, give me an over under on the yards rushing you think the Ravens will have in this game, and then second of all, let's say I wanted to bet the bet under a hundred. What kind of what kind of odds would you be willing to give me on under a hundred? Uh, I would say the line will be something like eighty five. Um. So I, I, you know, the over under would be eighty five. I think the over under would be eighty five. Oh, the over over me all day on that. Oh yeah. I I mean, I I, for 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 starters, 
the Ravens have proven in these last three years that it doesn't matter who the, what the opposing defense is good at when they're facing the Ravens' rush, rush offense. I mean, they run on everybody, even the teams who stop the run so consistently it's not even funny. Pittsburgh and, and you know teams that are really good at it. Uh, the Broncos seem to be pretty good at it, but a lot of you know stopping the Ravens' rush offense is stopping Lamar from scrambling, and that's just that's very hard to do if you're going to you're going to send a four man rush after him. So, yeah, all right. Well, we'll see. I hope it's over the hundred. I hope I, I like the streak, so I hope it keeps going. All right, but by the way, if you see that eighty five number, I'll let you a, know. Put a, put a C note <laughs> on for me without me without right. asking. All right, uh, uh, my next number is fifty. The number of consecutive field goals by Justin Tucker in the fourth quarter and overtime. Just one of the most amazing streaks you'll ever hear. You, we had all these great streaks about on unblocked kicks. How many, they made over a hundred in a row at one point uh, from fifty seven yards or less. That was a that was a big streak at at, at one point. This fourth quarter overtime streak is just in another world, though. There have been 21 field goals of 40-plus yards in that group, seven of 50-plus, and one, of course, from an NFL record of 66. And I guess this streak might have started before eight years ago when he when he beat Detroit the last time. Detroit, by the way, now, this is the third time in their history they've been beaten by a 60-plus yard field goal on the final play of the game. That's just incredible. <laughs> but they, Tom Tom Dempsey's kick was against the Lions in 1970. That was that was the first to 63, and then they got beat by by Tucker's 61, and then they got beat by the. Uh, actually, I don't think that was the last play of the game, was it? That might uh, not have been the last play of the game. I'm not sure. In the final minute, so yeah. we'll change our definition a little bit. <laughs> Let's change the definition if necessary. That'll do it. And then, of course, Tucker. So uh, I guess I'll ask the question: Do you think we might see another 60 plus yard attempt in Denver this week? Um. I hope not. I hope the offense is much better than that. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I, I think the it was a scenario. I don't think the coach w- would like his odds very well, mm-hmm. even though he did it. You know, unless you are forced to, I don't think Harbaugh is going to choose to go go for that. So, but fair enough. Um, all right, my last number is four twenty five. That's the yards per game by Baltimore offense. That's the fourth highest. So we talked about Denver defense being really tight. Now we got the other side of of the coin, which is why, you know, you're going with over 185 rush yards per game. First in first in the league, 5.7 rush yards per attempt first in the league. And then to balance it out, 8.7 pass yards per attempt sixth in the league so now they finally are looking pretty good in a balanced offense you know they still won't have a ton of pass yards because they don't throw as much but very efficient really strong pass yards so we'll really see a a good matchup of strong offense versus strong defense this week and uh you know hopefully the offense comes comes together so yeah, looking forward to it, and and I, I really hope we'll, we see that there's a little bit of fraud from this Denver defense because if they're really this good, that's very scary for for them as a playoff contender. I don't believe they are. I believe contextually we're going to see that the Broncos slightly exposed by this. They obviously have a number of injuries, so on both sides of the ball, they're hurting a little bit. Um, and, and I think the Ravens have some chances to to do some things offensively in this game, and hopefully they they get over some of their own malaise. And and I think you know as you kind of alluded to earlier, they're going to be best off if they can play the kind of game they did in week two where they just run power right at the Broncos and make them stop it. Because I think the, the, that gives them the best chance to neutralize what Denver brings defensively in terms of their pass rush and, uh, and who they have to keep on the field also in terms of, of play by play leaning on Von Miller is probably a, a good strategy for that. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I, I, uh, 
I, I hope Baltimore really goes into this game hard. I think they came a little bit soft last week, and I, uh, you know, I hope they they really come with a you know an attitude on defense and offense this this week. So. Well, that'd be, that'd be great to hear. Dan, always a pleasure, of course, to do this show with you. Uh, tell folks where they can find your work. Yeah, it's out on Twitter, uh, DP Reese, and then the number eight, uh, D-P-R-E-E-S, and then the number eight. So uh, just hit me up with any questions or topics. I, uh, I throw out stats and graphs uh, every, uh, you know, every so often and, um, you know, love talking Ravens and anything football, so. All right. And folks, if you're looking to do a historical pod, hit me up with a DM on Twitter. Uh, looking at the first 25 years of Ravens history. Love to hear those ideas. Still haven't got one from you, Dan, about what you talk about in terms of in terms of something cool that's off the beaten path. Not looking at Mount Rushmore, not looking at the top 10 players of all time, but give me something else. And uh, and uh, we love to do that. Dan, uh, always a pleasure, man. All right. It was a great one. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. <laughs> this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.